Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey there, welcome back to the show. We are continuing the mini-series that I started last week on your identity in Christ. So go back and listen to last week's episode. It was really kind of, like I said, the, uh, the just the kickoff for this mini-series on who you are in Christ, uh, the identity that Jesus has given to you, he bought and and paid for it in full. <laughs> There's nothing left to, to pay for. He did a complete work. He purchased your identity. And I just think it's really important, especially in this world that we are living in. I mean, it always has been really vital to our walk with with Christ and, and just really growing in our faith. But I really believe that we are living in days where our identity is being attacked at a much deeper degree. And the attacks are just, uh, for some people, really feel relentless. And so I thought, you know, identity is something I am so passionate about. It's really the overarching mission of everything that She Rises does and, and what we're about, helping women to really understand the truth of who they are in Christ and set aside anything that is holding them back from really receiving that truth, but then even taking it a step further and walking in that truth. Because it's one thing to, you know, to uh, to nod our heads in agreement or even say, yes, that's really good. And um, hallelujah, you know, that yes, that that is how God sees me. Those are the thoughts he thinks toward me about my life and about my future. But it's so necessary that we take it that next step and begin to walk it out in our lives, right? It affects how we respond to certain situations. It affects how we interact in relationships, how we approach God, how we view ourselves, how we think about ourselves, how we carry ourselves, and how we talk about ourselves, how we introduce ourselves. And it just affects every single area of our lives. So last week, uh, like I said, the kickoff for this mini series, I touched on uh, a piece of your identity in Christ that you are fully and completely loved right now at this very moment, that he could not love you anymore than he loves you right now, that the love that he gives to you isn't anything that you can you can earn the love that he gives to you is loyal he he doesn't withdraw his love from you he doesn't change his mind about whether or not he's going to love you tomorrow or next week it has nothing to do with you you making sure that you're on the grace toe line it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with who god is because love isn't something that he does love is who he is the book of first john says God is love. It's one of the ways that he describes himself. God is love. So it isn't just something that he does. It's who he is. And he cannot separate himself from who he is. All right. So this week, I want to talk to you about being positioned in Christ. Being positioned in Christ. It's really important that we understand this going forward, that we are 
living from a place of our identity in Christ, not for our identity in Christ. Let me explain that. When we think about living from the position that Christ has given to us, that means it flows from his completed work. We live from this position. We pray from this position. We serve from this position. We worship from this position. We are in relationship with him, with ourselves, and with other people from this position. Whereas when we have the mindset that that I am trying to I'm trying to get to this place of my identity in Christ. I'm trying to work for it. I'm trying to reach that place somehow. What what that mindset is really telling us is we think that somehow we can earn our identity or it's something that we can achieve or it will be ours and I can walk in this truth once I reach a, a certain standard of some kind. You know, once I am fully matured in my faith or I, you know, have attended church for X amount of times or I know more of the Bible or uh, you know, whatever whatever the case might be, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, he gives you that position in him because it's already been done. It's already been provided for. It's already been completed because of Jesus. You see, it isn't anything that you and I can earn or achieve. It isn't anything that you and I could be good enough for because then it's dependent upon you and me. And Romans 3.23 tells us we all fall short of the glory of God. We will never be good enough. We will never be able to work hard enough to achieve this position in Christ. We will never reach a, a particular pinnacle or standard in our faith. It's just not going to happen. It's not dependent upon us. When we understand that we we live from, we serve from, we pray from, worship from, we're in relationship from this position in Christ, we understand that it's dependent upon what Jesus has already done. Whereas when we think that we are working for it, what we're saying is it depends upon me. It depends upon my efforts. It depends upon how good I am on any given day. And man, I don't know about you, I but I am really grateful that this position in Christ and my identity is fully secure in the complete and finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and that it's not dependent upon anything that I could do to earn it or achieve it or be good enough because, wow, I mean... <laughs> That would be really sad because I will never be good enough. I will never be, I will never reach this particular standard that, that would allow me to say, I earned that. I achieved that. I am so grateful for the grace of God that washes me afresh and anew every single day and that he provided this, this for me through his complete and atoning work on the cross. Amen. All right. So I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter two, verses five and six. It says that he has made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Okay, so I want to circle back 
to verse 6 and point out a couple of key points in, um, in verse 6. It says, God raised us up. You see, it's dependent on him, okay? He's the one that did it. Not me, not you, not um, someone that maybe stands a little bit taller in our eyes, you know, because they are just really pillars of faith. No, no, no. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. He's the one who has seated us with him in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Not me, again, see, it's not me. It's not me knocking on the door. It's not me wishing. It's not me checking all the boxes because I am fulfilling my religious duty or or whatever the situation might be. It has nothing to do with me. There's this place of activating my faith, which I, I'm going to get into here in just a few minutes, to receive by faith what I'm reading as truth that God is saying about me and the position that he has given me in Christ. And so I might not feel like I deserve it. I might not feel like I've been good enough or that, you know, I might feel like, wow, I have so much further to grow in my faith, so much more I have to understand. And, you know, I, I know that there are some areas of my life that, you know, that I'm working in and I'm, I'm growing in and my roots are going deeper. And that's great. We all should be growing. We all should be, you know, reaching higher in our faith and our, and allowing our roots to grow deeper in Christ. That is a part of being a follower of Christ. We're always growing, right? No one on the face of the planet, quote unquote, arrives. None of us. We're all growing. And so you see, if we can remove then that work-based mentality that I have to earn it, I have to achieve it, that it's somehow dependent upon me and how good I can be, when we replace that and then activate our faith to say, you know what? I do know that I don't deserve that, but thanks be to God that he has raised me up with Christ and has seated me with him in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. And it's from that seated place with Christ that I pray, I serve, I live, I worship, and I am re in relationship from. I'm not trying to figure out if it's for me, how to get there. Will I ever get there? No, no, no. It has already been provided. Amen. It's already been provided for me. It's already been provided for you. Okay, so some of the issue then that comes with, with really accepting this seated place with Christ, if you will, there I think that there's a lot of different factors, but the one as I was planning for this week's episode is that sometimes we feel like we don't belong there. There's something on the inside of us that that feels like not good enough to be seated there. There's there's something that, again, we just feel like we don't belong. You know, like, have you ever been in a room that is just full of people and yet you sort of feel like you're just out of place and like you don't belong there, even though maybe you received an invitation and maybe it's even a family gathering. Maybe it's with, with friends or your small group at church. You know, these are people that you know, it's not necessarily strangers, but somehow you just feel out of place and like you don't belong there. I, I know I have felt that too. And so when we, when we apply that then to this seated place in Christ, being positioned with him, we again we it's like we feel like we're not worthy to be seated there and again you know this goes back to uh, you know i keep hammering this point of of the difference between from 
versus four, okay? We, we live and we move and we breathe and we have our being from who we are in Christ. We're not trying to earn it, okay? We're not working for it. And so that's that's really important that, that we really understand that. But when we think about this, this idea of maybe it's that I feel like I don't belong there. Yeah, you know, is, it, is there really a place for me? I think that so often this can be defined, not all of the time. Okay, I'm not trying to make a generalized statement here and, and everybody falls into this category. But more often than not, there is something that is referred to as as an orphan heart, and that's different than than living as a beloved child of God, one who belongs at the table, one who belongs in the family of God, and one who can be seated in that heavenly place with Christ. And so, I just want to draw some comparisons really quick. And and again, I'm not saying that these apply to you, but it's just kind of opening up our minds. A little bit to this area of feeling like I feel like I don't belong there and I'm just not really sure if it's for me. So, okay, an orphan heart has a difficulty accepting and loving herself, whereas a beloved child of God celebrates her uniqueness. An orphan heart tries to earn love through performance, whereas a beloved child of God knows that she is already completely loved. An orphan heart finds herself in competition with others, whereas a beloved child of God, who is seated in heavenly places, actually helps other people get ahead. An orphan heart can uh, self-medicate through shopping and other things, whereas a beloved child of God, seated in heavenly places with Christ, knows that only God can fill any void on the inside of her. An orphan heart finds identity in positions or appearance, whereas a beloved child of God lives her life from, see there's that word again, God's truth. An orphan heart is sometimes jealous when someone reaches a goal, whereas a beloved child of God, fully secure in her identity in Christ, genuinely celebrates her friends. An orphan heart settles for less. A beloved child of God receives all that God has for her. An orphan heart strives for significance, whereas a beloved child of God believes she has worth and value. An orphan heart is sometimes suspicious of others, whereas a beloved child of God, seated in heavenly places with Christ, believes the best in others. An orphan heart sees her weakness as a casualty, whereas a beloved child of God, seated in heavenly places with Christ, knows that God will fill any gap that she might have. An orphan heart builds walls around her heart. A beloved child of God has healthy boundaries. An orphan heart believes she's not enough. A beloved child of God, seated in heavenly places with Christ, knows that she's sufficient, not in herself, but in Christ. Again, living from that place. And finally, an orphan heart will isolate herself, whereas a beloved child of God seated in heavenly places knows that community is actually very healthy. Wow. I mean, what a comparison, right? I think that it's it's just so important to, to just really draw those comparisons. And again, please hear my heart. I am not saying that you know, anybody that is struggling with, you know, really living from that place of being seated in heavenly places with Christ falls into any of these categories. I'm not saying that at all, but oftentimes if we trace it back, 
it can be found in that lie on the inside of us that I just feel like I don't belong there. I just feel like I, um, you know, I hear that I'm a, I'm a child of God. I, I've heard that I'm a daughter of the King. I, I've heard that I just walking through this world, that this world is not my home, that I'm a, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a child of God. But yet there's this underlying thing on the inside of me that I just feel like I don't belong. You know, I cannot help but think of God's heart as grieved when he sees his daughters settling for the scraps, if you will, and the quote-unquote bone throw their way on occasion when he has already prepared a table for us to be seated at. For you, he's already uh, uh, created a, a place for you to be seated. Again, I'm speaking figuratively here, but it's almost as if when we feel like we don't belong, you know, we, we're seated on the floor and we're looking up from that floor and, and it's like we watch. We, you know, it's kind of like we, we watch other people and their relationship that they have with God and it just seems so healthy and it seems so alive and so vibrant and and we watch we watch other people enjoy fellowship with one another and build and foster relationships, dine and fill up on the goodness of life and, and linger because what is being served and feasted upon is like soul food. And we want that, right? We want that. And we wonder why no one invites us to join them at the table. And we wonder why no one seems to notice that we're sitting along the sidelines when all along we're fixated on what everyone else is doing, we miss out that God has already provided a place for us. He has already He has already provided a place for us seated with Him in heavenly places. We don't even notice the empty chair and ask who it's for when all along. It's for me and it's for you. And while we sit in a place that is not meant for us, uh, in other words, on the sidelines or just this narrative in our minds where I'm just kind of sitting along the, the side of the road, no one notices me, I'm just kind of a wallflower, just sort of blending in, I'm just another woman taking up space on planet Earth, which are all lies. That is all a lie. Your heavenly host has already extended an invitation to you. He's already extended an invitation to you, but some of us, we haven't responded. And this invitation that he's extended to you is to be free from anything holding you back and stepping into all that he has for you because you were never, never created to live bound or tethered to anything but the truth of who you are in Christ. And as it refers to what we're talking about this week, positioned and seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. This is your time to rise with a free heart, unbound to your past and expectant about your future. Rise with confidence and that rests in your creator and what he says about you, about your life and about your future. Rise unmoved by the things of this world and freely shine the light that is on the inside of you. Rise to love well and care for others deeply while living for an audience of one, God, right? From that place, being seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I hope, but even more, God is hoping that you would receive and accept this invitation to believe that this is where 
he has seated you. And this is where he has called you to live from, to worship from, to serve from, to pray from, to lead yourself well from, to be in relationship with him from. I mean, here's the thing. When we really begin to understand that this is where we live from, it it affects how we approach God, right? It, it affects how we pray. It affects how we worship him. Because if we feel like we don't belong at the table, if we, if we are, are constantly feeding that lie on the inside of us that we don't belong to be seated, that it somehow is it's maybe believable. I can activate my faith and belief for her, my friend, my sister, my mom, whoever, but I'm really struggling with me. Wow. You know, we're, we're just, we're missing out. We're missing out and, and it affects just how, how we pray and what we're willing to believe God for, because somehow there's just, we feel like we're lacking something or like we just don't really fit into the family of God, you know, like maybe other people do. I'm so adamant about teaching women their identity in Christ that I will preach this message until until I take my last breath on this side of heaven. When you don't live from the truth of who you are in Christ, essentially what you are choosing is a life that is less than what Jesus gave his life for you to have. Let me repeat that because that right there is so powerful right there. When you don't live from, there's that word again, when you don't live from the truth of who you are in Christ, essentially what you are choosing is living a life that is less than what Jesus gave his life for you to have. It's living beneath, it's living below who you are in Christ. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 tells us, but there is far more to life for us. We are citizens of high heaven. And again, re referring back to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, God has raised you up with Christ and has seated you. I'm talking to you on the other side of this. He has seated you in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. You've been positioned in heavenly places. Part of your identity is a citizen of heaven, seated in high places, prepared for you by your host, Jesus Christ. The invitation he has given you is not from the outside looking in, wishing what she had at the table could be yours, because it already is. He didn't just provide this for someone else. And, you know, um, once you reach a certain place in your faith, then it will be yours too. You know, like kind of like you grow into it or you mature into it or you um, achieve or earn it. No, no, no. He's already given it to you. He has imparted it unto you upon salvation when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Listen, I have lived this orphan heart for far too many years. And so I understand this. I understand living with that lie that I just felt like I didn't belong there. I have a messy past and just just a lot of different a lot of different factors played into me believing and living in that lie. But listen, 
like I said earlier, we have a choice to make. And, and so we, it's like Jesus has given us, given us this choice to make. You're, you can either choose to continue to live in that lie, Susan, or you can choose to activate your faith and live in my truth. The truth that that you are everything that I said that you are. I know that your feelings don't line up with what with what you're hearing, with what you're reading. I understand that, but I need you to set your feelings aside and activate your faith and begin to speak faith out of your mouth because what you speak and what you think, your words, they have creative power. And I mean, that's just a whole nother episode, but it's really powerful that we understand that we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. And man, can we be women who choose wisely and understand the weight of that decision and that that all of heaven i feel like all of heaven is leaning over the railing <laughs> the railing of heaven and they're just championing us forward and they're saying choose life choose truth choose what jesus speaks over you choose choose to follow him choose to set aside the lie choose to exchange the lie for the truth of who you are in christ choose to to no longer be satisfied with the scraps and the occasional bone tossed your way because you're not a beggar you're not a beggar you have been seated in heavenly places with christ you are a daughter of the king and your name is written at the table he has given you a position in in him he calls you by your name his beloved and reminds you of how often he takes delight in you he rejoices over you he dances over you he sings over you again you might be working through things you might not feel like you're all that you know like i don't know i don't really feel like i'm doing a whole lot for anybody to sing or rejoice or dance over me it doesn't matter you can't stop him from doing it he delights in you he delights in you you are his and you belong to him you belong to him your name is written at the king's table he has given you a position in him he calls you by your name and says that you are his beloved and he takes great delight in you. Amen. I want to wrap this up with just going back to that lie that maybe you are believing that I just don't feel good enough to accept being seated with Christ. I feel like I don't belong there. Listen, that is a lie that you are being baited with by the enemy. Because here's the thing. He feels threatened. Your enemy feels threatened. And his plan for you feels threatened there you know his agenda is threatened because when you rise to step out of the shadows and become all that Jesus says that you are he's lost his grip on you he doesn't he hates freedom he doesn't want you to exchange the lie for the truth of who you are in Christ and i don't think that it's a coincidence that way back at the beginning of time the enemy planned to make eve question her identity her short but powerful story is found on the pages of Genesis chapter 2 and 3. And God created Eve 
in his image. If you look at Genesis 1, verse 27, and I can only imagine what life was like for her living in the Garden of Eden. And in my mind, I like to think that she was living a life of freedom, the kind that is meant for for you and for me too. I doubt that she was second guessing her life, who she was, or even turned her nose up at her body image. She was free. She was living as who God created her to be until she wasn't because Satan being the slippery cunning snake that he is tempted her to think somehow God had cheated her and it all started with one question has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and that's found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 allow me to make this plain and simple Satan was tempting Eve to believe what God had given her wasn't enough and that she should have more. Only Eve already had all that she needed. She already had it. And when you and I understand, like I said earlier, we already have our identity in Christ. It's already been purchased for us. It's already been given to us, right? I I keep saying that. I know I keep coming back to it. But the more that Satan was tempting her with wouldn't bring her more identity. It wouldn't bring her more security in what God had already given to her. Remember, up until this point, she was already living a life of freedom, a life of security and in her identity. You and I would do well to grab a hold of this timeless truth here. Yes, we will be tempted to think that we don't belong and that we are less than who God says that we are. But listen, friend, I know that this is going to be maybe a little hard, but I love you and I just really, really want you to embrace and lean into the truth that you are positioned in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. At some point, we need to be women who stand up on the inside of ourselves and say, no. At some point, we have to stand up on the inside of ourselves and we have to say no and draw a line. No, I will not listen to those voices telling me things contrary to God's. No, I will not listen to lies. No, I will not spend any more of this life given to me by hating what I see when I look in the mirror, not accepting God's invitation to live a life of abundance. No, I will not continue to refuse his invitation to be seated at the table that he has prepared for me. No, I will not continue to live life as an orphan when he has called me his own, when he has called me his beloved, when he has seated me in heavenly places with Christ. This is your moment to rise up, to stand up on the inside of you. It's time, my friend. It's time. It's time, sister in Christ daughter of the king, to straighten the crown on your head, rise and come out of the shadows to the place that he has for you, that he has for you. It's time for you to say, no, 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 devil, I have listened to you. I have entertained your lies. I've allowed you too much space in my head. I have allowed you to to convince me that I am less than who God says that I am. And I am saying no to you and yes to God. Amen. This is for you. This is your moment. Amen. I'm championing you forward and I'm just believing in everything that God has for you. Here's to you and all that God has ahead 
for you as you begin to live from the place that Christ has given to you, seated in heavenly places by God. He has raised you up and seated you in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You live from that place. Amen. You walk in the truth from that place. You worship from that place. You pray from that place. You're in relationship with God and you can approach him from that place. Amen. You can be in relationship with yourself and with others from that place of truth. All right. Um, I'll catch you next week. We're going to cover another piece of our identity in Christ. I hope that this is a blessing to you. I just really encourage you, if this is speaking to you, maybe um, do a, a deeper dive into this particular area of your identity in Christ. Open up your Bible and, and look at Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, and, and allow his Holy Spirit to speak to you and give you further insight and revelation about this piece of who you are in Christ. He will be faithful to show you everything that he knows that you need and to help you to be able to further understand this piece of your identity in Christ, because that's what he wants for you. As we further develop our understanding, our roots go deeper, and we become even more secure. And that is a really great and very powerful thing. Amen. All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your week. And I will catch you right back here. Same place, same time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.